Welcome. If you're a woman who has a sense that there's more out there for you, you're in the right place. I'm Whitney Baker, host of the Electric Ideas podcast. Somewhere along the line of working kids, life carried on, but I lost track of my truth. I'm on a reflective journey, and that's what this podcast is all about. Each week, I interview a woman who is lighting her own path and offering others hope. Before our conversation ends, we'll share a reflective question for you to explore. Sometimes all we need is a jolt, a fresh idea, an aha moment that connects us to a sense of possibility. This, my friends, is what I call an electric idea. Welcome back to Electric Ideas. I'm your host, Whitney Baker, and if you follow me on Instagram at, at @whitneywoman, then you know I am quite the lover of Halloween. I just think it's fun. You can dress up, it can be silly, the kids love it. I also know it's a time when people sometimes are just a bit more open to the mystical and the mysterious. So last year I followed an instinct to test drive a Halloween special episode that explored some topics about the world beyond the veil, if you will, and people absolutely loved it. So I knew I wanted to do this again, and this is why I'm so glad I was able to connect with today's guest. Her name is Orly Alteris. Orly is a psychic medium and spiritual teacher. Orly's gift is connecting with spirit and loved ones who have passed. She delivers messages of comfort and guidance. We will definitely get into her journey in the conversation, but she has always been intuitive and felt like there was a sense that there was more than meets the eye when it comes to life. As you'll find out more about, she thinks everybody has an ability to broaden their connection with spirit and the beyond. And she teaches people how to decipher the language of spirit, as well as tap into their own intuitive abilities. As always, knowing that this is perhaps an uncomfortable topic for some people, I invite you just to take what serves you and let go of the rest. Despite that what we talk about a lot is connecting with people who have passed, I actually found this conversation much more comforting than spooky in any regard. So I will be really curious what you think about the conversation and your takeaways. Make sure to keep an eye out as we unpack it on Instagram and drop us a line. Let us know what your thoughts are. Okay, let's get into it. Orly, welcome to the show. Thank you, Whitney. I'm so happy to be here. I know that there are a spectrum of gifts in this area. And so I just wanted to start out by having you explain on basic terms what it actually means to be a psychic medium. A psychic medium is a person who's basically able to raise their vibration to a level where they, or I should say I, and I also believe that everyone has this ability, so I will say that too, to raise your vibration to a level where you receive information that's of a higher frequency. So basically, a person is raising their vibration, and there are entities or beings or loved ones who have passed, and they lower theirs and we kind of meet in the middle. So that's why it's called a medium. I love that visual. I hadn't heard it explained that way of meeting in the middle. So I'm curious if you have always been aware of this gift or if it's something you've cultivated later in life. I wasn't aware. I knew that I was a sensitive person. I had an internal dialogue my whole life. I was very spiritual my whole life, always asking big questions. 
But it's only at a certain point that I had an aha moment realizing that, oh my gosh, my internal world possibly is not what other people experience. I thought everybody experiences life this way in hearing an internal dialogue kind of that goes on, which we all do. Again, we all do. It's just discerning the information and realizing that there's a lot of information coming in. And when you're able to discern, know what is what, that's when I was like, oh my God, my imagination is actually information being relayed to me. And so the more I went into it, the more I realized that there's also external information. I realized how I can hear other people's loved ones, but everything is in our, in our head. It's a matter of awareness. So I wasn't aware until my father passed, basically, that I started to understand how spirit communicates with us. Well, I know that was definitely an inflection point. And you've talked about how when your father passed, it really opened you up even more to the spiritual realm and understanding. Can you tell us about that experience? You know, like I said, I was always a very spiritual kid growing up, feeling that there's more to life than meets the eye, feeling like there's just something that I'm eternal. I always felt like we don't die. And then that realization came in like at the age of nine. And I was very concerned. I was like, oh my gosh, we die. Like I took it very heavily, more than perhaps, I don't know, other children. So I'll start with that, that this idea was in me that there's always this magical childlike thing in me that was always believed that there's something beyond that, always searching. I would be very curious. When my father passed, he was a curious person as well. He was an investigator his whole life, and he was also always looking for answers. And so he told us before he passed that if there's anything beyond this physical realm that he would let us know. And what had happened was on the week of mourning, on the week of Shiva, it's a week of mourning in um, Jewish tradition, a lot of weird things started to happen, especially on the day we came back from the funeral. There was a huge boom in the house. It was like an electric outage, but it went out very quickly and there was a sound with it, you know, and they say when spirit is around, like you'll see light flickers, you may experience weird kind of things happening around. And so that was the start of me being like my awareness also a lot of weird things like he always said his whole life. I'll just share a few so you can really understand it and how it opened up for me. But uh, he had said, you know, that he never wanted to fly on his birthday for whatever reason. Like he knew something in his heart, never wanted to fly. Literally happened that he passed in the States and we had to move his body to Israel and so happened to be on his birthday that he needed to fly. So my sister and brother get to the airport. They come up to the gate and the guy at the gate is like, sorry, plane's not flying out tonight. So that was another thing. And then when I was in his room, I was in very deep grief, really, really sad. I was sitting in the room. There were so many people in the house coming in and throughout that week. I think this was on the third day. I was sitting in his room in a very, very meditative state. And a few weeks before, I would say maybe two months before he passed, I was searching on Gaia Network, how do you speak with your spirit guides? And when I was sitting in my dad's room, one of the things that were mentioned was to speak out loud, to speak out loud. 
So I spoke out loud in that moment. I said, Abba, if you're here, please show me a sign that you're here. And all of a sudden, I felt an overwhelm of information. My senses woke up. I could sense him. I knew what he was saying. I could hear. I was seeing imagery that he was giving me in my mind. I was experiencing him fully. And then I freaked out and I was like, okay, if this is real, show me something I don't know. Like, if this is real, I'm actually talking with you. Show me something I don't know. And I heard in my own voice. It's not like I'm hearing his voice or like, oh, go to, you know, it's in my own voice, but it feels not like my thoughts. It wasn't my thoughts. It felt external. And I heard go to the second drawer and I was shown in my mind's eye. He showed me in my mind's eye, a plastic yellow folder. And he showed me an image of my brother. So an image of my brother came into my imagination and a yellow folder. I was like, I had no idea what that was, but I go to the second drawer. I said, okay, I'm listening. I'm going to the second drawer, open the drawer. And inside I found a passport picture of my brother in a yellow plastic folder. And so in that moment, I realized how the information was being relayed to me. It was through imagery. I had to put two and two together. And I had no idea the plastic folder and picture of my brother was there. So for me, it was like evidential confirmation that, okay, I'm truly speaking with him. And also then my mind went to, okay, maybe my subconscious knew it was there. Maybe I searched in that drawer at some point and kind of knew it was there. And maybe this is just like my mind. But then over time I started, you know, speaking with other people, bringing about information from their loved ones. And I was like, okay, I, I get it. And I was like, why isn't everybody doing this? <laughs> like, why aren't we all doing this? What the heck is going on? Wow. I mean, that is pretty substantial proof of what you were feeling. I mean, wow. I'm, I'm just blown away by that example. So I feel like you gave us a lot of ways and examples of how messages come through when you work with clients now and you help them as a medium, what are the different ways these messages show up then? Is it words, images? I think it's fascinating. Uh, it's definitely imagery in your mind's eye. So that's why when you dream, when you dream, for example, of a loved one who passed, that's not a coincidence. It's not just a dream. It's truly the way they can communicate with you through dreams. So you have to believe that it's actually your loved one coming through. I'm not just talking about loved ones who pass, just in general spirit and this place that's beyond. It speaks to us in many ways, one of which is either imagery at your imagination. They use your imagination to relay messages to you. Music, if you hear all of a sudden a song in your, in your mind, a song comes up, either your kids have been playing it for a while and it's like, it's in there. But sometimes the song all of a sudden comes out of nowhere. It's really important to pay attention. There's a message there why you're hearing that song. And so it could be a loved one, again, playing a song that was your favorite song on the radio. And you just happen to also be driving by a place you used to sit. Like these things will come in. It's your awareness that has to come into play to be, start to become aware of your thoughts, to become aware of what you're hearing, what you're feeling. So it comes through feeling. These are all our, what are called our clairs. So we have our six senses, which is I can see, I can smell, I can taste, I can hear. And your sixth sense is that ability to sense things. And so it comes, it can come through hearing where you hear, you know, even your own voice telling you 
go do this. So it's a whisper that can come in. It can come through a feeling. It can come through, again, sound is like songs on the radio. It can come through the messages is what I'm speaking of. It can come through imagery in your mind's eye. Sometimes you can smell, like you're walking in the street and also all of a sudden you get a sense of smell of something that reminds you of like your grandparents' home or like when you're driving in your car and just like thinking of your loved ones and all of a sudden you experience, it's an experiential, I don't know if that's the right word, feeling that overcomes you. So the more you're tapped into it, the more you start to realize that this is information that your higher self uh, your guides, your loved ones are trying to relay. So you believe that everybody has the sixth sense and we can all develop it. Yes, 100%. So would it even make sense as a question to say, how could someone get more attuned to their clairs? Yes. Like how can we get more attuned with our intuition? So basically, I have a beautiful teacher who also shared this with me so that I could kind of understand the way our mind works in a, in a sense. Our loved ones, spirit, the universe, you could say, uses your intuition to relay the, the imagery, the sounds, the messages that want to come through. So when you're tuned into your intuition, to that place of all knowing that just feels something, knows something, senses something, you're tuning in to receive um, from your, you could say your higher self, you know, again, what is that higher self that so many people talk about, right? There's like the me that's walking around in the world. And then there's this place that has a greater awareness that is connected to the divine, that is connected directly to the source energy that can give you information and lead you on your path where you can achieve all that you wish for, all that you desire with the help, with the help of the information. If you look up in the dictionary, even what is intuition, it's like the ability to know something or sense something. And so when you're able to tune in and tap in, you're able to receive this information. How do we do that? There are many different ways. One way is definitely to meditate because when you're in meditation, you are letting go of ego. This was one of the other things that happened. I was not in my ego, meaning I wasn't consumed by these thoughts. Sometimes they're limiting thoughts and beliefs that can be like, oh, I'm not good enough. All of those thoughts are ego-based thoughts. They are not your intuitive higher self, higher place. Your higher self is always kind, always loving, always wanting for your highest and best, just like your loved ones, just like you could say God, there are many words for it, the universe. And so when you're able to push those thoughts aside, that's one way to first become aware of your thoughts. Once you're aware of your thoughts, you can start to pay attention to the information that's coming. So I'll, I'll give one example is to start to notice how your intuition speaks to you. So one way to connect is uh, to automatically write, is to ask an open question and receive an answer and just write what you're hearing. So that's one way to develop your ability. And even when you write your answer down, you can sift through the answer, whatever is negative, whatever is like not in your favor, you can even cross out. Everything else is most probably your inner knowing speaking to you. So it's just connecting with yourself, writing down. Sometimes again, it feels like it's just me. It'll feel like it's just me talking. But when you start to practice this and become aware of the thoughts you're having, meaning, 
I'm walking about my day and I, I am noticing that I'm having a thought. I'm already in my higher self. I'm aware of the thoughts that I'm having. I'm not in my thoughts and in my reality. I'm placing myself. And that's the place we want to listen to. Yeah. I want to reflect that back to you a little bit because I think it is hard in our, you know, bombarded society. Everybody works through mental chatter. So you're saying that part of discerning intuition is potentially exploring getting still and then also knowing that our intuition is only going to feed us positive. And so that actually is very simple, but I think really helpful because I think it can help people be aware and kind of cut through some of that mental clutter to their truth. Totally. To the point where you can say, I'm not listening to that. I'm pushing that aside. And the more you truly calm the place and listen, that's when you start to only listen to that internal whisper. And when you start following that, magic happens. Magic happens. So it's to the point where it may not make sense. It may be like, go sit, go for a walk. Because when you listen to that whisper, that's nudging you. Also, I will say that they will nudge you. So I say they, it's like your intuition or your loved ones or your guides will be like, you'll be keep hearing that thing. I have to call my friend. 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 And then either that friend will all of a sudden call or you'll call and she'll be like, oh my God, I was just thinking of you. It'll nudge you to the point where until you don't take that action. But the point is, if we can catch it early on and follow that breadcrumb, like that's where magic. So again, I will give an example. I was in Israel. I was wanting to, I was visiting. I wanted to meet all the teachers I used to work with. And I was like, am I really going to start calling? These are my thoughts, right? Am I going to start calling all these teachers? Like, how am I getting their numbers again? But I really want to see them. Okay, maybe I should plan a get together for everyone, but it was overwhelming. I was like, whatever, I'm leaving it. So this is where the universe also came into place. I had a thought, this is what I want, because I will also say there's a co-creation process here. There's a co-creation process with your guides, again, your loved ones, the universe helping you, assisting you in creating your desires and helping you in this life so that you don't struggle, so that you're, you live life with ease. And so I let it go because I was like, okay, I'm not gonna you know, overthink this. And I had to meet a friend and she was running late. And then I I heard my internal voice say, go sit on the bench. But I heard it very clear, like go sit on the bench. Very clear, very quick. Doesn't have any like thoughts caught up. It's an idea that comes in, an insight that you receive in the moment. Sat on the bench, literally two minutes later, I get a text from the principal of my school saying, Orly, are you in Israel? I think I see you. I just passed you in my car. Are you sitting here? I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. I was just thinking of you. And she goes, do you want to have a get together? And I said, yes. And she's like, no problem. Within literally five minutes, she had everyone's number in her phone. She texted everyone. She wrote, Orly's in Israel. Do you guys want to meet next week on Wednesday? And it was done. So what I'm saying is, is that when we tune in, tap in, turn on that place, we can follow the breadcrumbs. They can make no sense. It could be go for a walk. And then all of a sudden you run into someone, the universe inspires to help you. But that's the whole point of putting away the chatter, not listening to, you know, what is in the way 
so that you can truly be in that place that is loving, compassionate for you, for your highest and best. So I know that's kind of going out, but again, it's coming back to the point where you will receive the messages in many forms. What do you have to say to people that talk about coincidences? Do you believe in coincidences? I don't believe there are coincidences. I believe that it's all divinely guided and divine timing. That's why I feel like I still have my human self that like gets worried in my head and I'm like, I'm trying to figure it all out. But I've had many experiences or coincidences where I feel like that's where I can let go of the worry and trust that it's not just me having to figure everything out. There's help here. So if I just put out what I want, if I say it out loud, if I start speaking with people, you can look at this on a human level. Obviously, if I start sharing what I'm doing, that message gets across. It's all communication. It's The difference is, is that when you're able to use your sixth sense and tune in with spirit, you're not only communicating with humans here and getting your ideas out and speaking it into existence, you're, you're also utilizing the help and understanding that communication is in many forms. You receive so much information that you can decipher for yourself in order to actualize, you know, and take the steps. So synchronicities for me is truly the breadcrumbs on your path. And I don't know if you know the book, Whitney, The Celestine Prophecy. Mm-hmm. read it. I mean, for me, that book is like the answer to all this. It's like when you meet someone and you have that moment and you have an exchange, it's not for no reason. There's a reason you're you're having that meeting. There's a passing of information. It's helping you on your path. It's helping that person on their path. And that yeah. every encounter like that in life, when you're able to see people in that way, it just becomes magical. Your life becomes a magical playing field. Something that's coming up for me, because I was also a very curious child and I would talk to people like my dad would be when I was getting a little older and could get dropped off. He'd kind of be like, oh, my God, don't go talk talking to, to randoms, please, which there is a safety thing there when you're. But I, I was just thinking, as you were saying that, that when I travel and I'm out of my normal environment, I always meet people. I always talk to people. I'm like, oh my God, there there are, I'm going to call it synchronicities. It just happens every time I travel. So it's just making me curious about what I'm doing when I'm traveling versus in my everyday life that maybe me and other people do unknowingly that maybe block us from signs from the universe or this connection or knowing. Totally. Because when we're traveling or when we are on vacation, I mean, I have this thought all the time, even now as I do things and I plan my calendar, when you're on vacation, there's something that's released, right? You're in a relaxed state, in a relaxed mode. You don't have those worries as much. You're more open to your senses. The fears are kind of not there. And so if we're able to somehow have that mindset and that feeling Bringing that into the everyday, I think that that's the place you want to be in all the time. You know, you have to kind of catch yourself, especially if you spiral down into these negative feeling thoughts. I mean, Abraham Hicks, another great teacher, talks about it is to catch the thought in advance, to notice it and to change it into a better feeling thought so that you're uplifting your state into an open, you know, with everything now, for example, going around in the world, you can truly 
get closed off by fear. The, you know, fight or flight, for example, that place in us that wants to protect us, it's there to protect us, but it's to notice how, how I'm feeling and calming my nervous system and being able to say, I'm okay, I'm safe. Uh, whatever you need to do, go for a walk, go for a run. If you're experiencing this place again of like, I'm not doing enough or any of those negative, that negative narrative, the ego, again, the ego coming in, trying to control as opposed to you just being connected to your light, to your higher self, to the place of all knowing. And it's work. It's why people meditate every day. I'm really curious because now you've been channeling your gifts, it seems like more ever since you had the passing of your father. And it just seems like this beautiful confirmation of what you already thought was there. What are the kind of common messages that you get called to communicate from the other side? I never know what's going to come through. I I will say a a person who is psychic, for example, is able to connect with a person on an emotional level. Like I said, we all have this ability to feel into noticing how a person's feeling just by the way they're sitting. We can tune in. And this is another place where I believe we're now in this place of like, let's explore The messages I usually receive are from loved ones who have passed, who have just want to make the connection. So those messages will come through first to kind of confirm for the person that the loved one is there or a loved one is there. And then they kind of believe. So it opens up the belief system and, oh, my God, how did you know? And from there, I start to receive spirit which is higher messages. So like I was speaking in the beginning, there's different frequencies. So whatever that person needs to hear, it's delivered. So I just listen. And, you know, sometimes I ask, have you been experiencing this? Are you thinking of moving? Like, I don't like to talk about future so much. They kind of know. So I have my boundaries too, because they know that, you know, I believe that we all create our future. We all have the ability. And so even for myself going to a medium, I sometimes don't like to hear because it puts the ideas in my head. And then I'm like either waiting for that, right? You Or I, it's like putting my belief in someone else. So again, just as a medium myself, I will see potentials and I might see what may be coming. But I always, when I deliver my messages, they're always with compassion, care, and concern. And I'm always on that place of like, very hopeful in delivering. That's helpful. I'm curious too, I'm not sure what kind of structured religion you grew up with, but you have a family, you run a business outside of this business. I mean, you have a a big life and I'm wondering how you talk to your family and your children about this in a way that they can understand and maybe appreciate and put into practice. I was not raised religious, but I will say that my mom did speak of God and of there being a higher source. Um, With my kids, I'm doing the same. I'm trying to instill in them what I grew up with, which is that this world is magical, that we can, keeping it very simple, we have a wonderful imagination and whatever we imagine we can do and accomplish and create in this life. We're here to play. We're here to learn. We're here to experience life to its fullest. I talk about this is only since my father passed with my kids, and it is a sensitive area, but for them to realize that we receive communication in many different forms, grandpa is still here, and he sh- they know that he shows up as a butterfly, and they'll tell me, mom, look, it's grandpa, it's a, it's a, it's a butterfly, so I'm opening them up slowly to 
knowing that spirit communicates in and, and to saying that there is God and speaking of just like anyone would speak of, you can call it the universe, you know, that there's energy here that is always good, talking about energy. They're good vibes. I mean, these are words that, right, that like, I'm not feeling it. It doesn't feel good to me. The vibes don't feel good. The, what is that? It, that's exactly it. It's the vibration of the room. It's the vibration of the energy to know how to, if you're not feeling good, express yourself. Why does that feel good? Um, what do you feel like doing, especially with kids, like to develop their intuitive ability is to tune into themselves and what they like or dislike. Of course, I have my ideas of what I want my kids to do, but I really want them to develop their own desires within. So, Yeah, instilling in them their own self-trust and decision-making yes. probably. Yes. All right. Well, I feel like I could talk to you forever. This is so fascinating. We are coming up against time. So I just wanted to check in because I feel like we've covered a lot of beautiful territory. Is there anything that you wanted to share that's on your heart today that you didn't have a chance to touch on before we close? Well, first of all, thank you for letting me share my voice because for me, that was a big struggle of coming into who I am. And that can be really difficult for many people in having wishes in their heart or knowings in their heart and then actually following that, those nudges and, and whispers that tell them, no, I think I believe this. I, I'm just in a wishful place that we trust our intuition more, that we listen to what our heart is wishing for and following the heart, following the heart, following the place where it's just like that internal compass. Does this feel good? Yes, no, okay, no. Like tuning in, asking the questions, looking more for the answers within you as opposed to outside of you. Yes, you can get you know, support from friends, from loved ones to help you on your path. But I think a lot of our answers we can find when we tune into our own selves, right? Voice, self. Yeah, I couldn't be with you more there. I always close by asking my guests to share what's one question women could be asking themselves more. And so I guess in the areas of intuition, connecting with the beyond, opening ourselves up to living with more of this magic that you're talking about that you feel like everybody can nurture. What's one question women could be asking themselves more? A wonderful question to put out there that you can journal with. And I will also just say that a beautiful psychic medium says this often. Her name is Rebecca Rosen. She says, praying is asking and meditation is receiving. So if you're able to put yourself in a meditative state ask a question. One of them, my favorite question is, what do I need to know today? You'll have an answer for you there. And another beautiful question is, what does my heart desire? All right, Orla, this was so wonderful to connect with you. Thank you so much for being here today. Where can my guests follow you to learn more? Thank you, Whitney. Thank you for letting me and helping me share my voice too, which is part of my journey as well. People can find me at uh, laraandlou.com or on Instagram at Lara, L-A-R-A-A-N-D-L-O-U. Okay. I'll make sure to capture that in the show notes as always. All right. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great day. Thank you. You too, Whitney. 
I'm so glad you joined me today. If you're looking for more, feel free to connect with me on Instagram at at WhitneyWoman. And if you enjoyed the show, I invite you to support me by leaving a review or sharing it with a friend. Hope you have an inspired day.